Hello and welcome to Bible study. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico. Sunny day, windy day. The wind is blowing the mighty Ruach. The Holy Spirit is blowing right now in this land. We just thank you, Abba, for all that you're doing upon this earth, for all that you're doing and revealing to us in this hour. We thank you for the call that you have placed upon our lives, that you call us into ministry. You call us into discipleship. You call us to follow you. We just thank you you for that call, that you call the unqualified because you qualify us. You call those unsuspecting by man because you know what you have fashioned us for since the beginning of time. When you call us into your service, it's not because of who we think we are or because of our greatness. It's because of you and because of who you are. And we just give you glory. We magnify you. We invite you into this study that you would open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to to receive, which your Holy Spirit would speak in this moment and in this time. We give you glory and praise in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in again. This one is titled, Come. Yeshua spoke to his disciples, many of them. He said, come follow me. Come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men when he called his first disciples and when he called different people into discipleship to follow him, to walk in him, to be taught of him, to teach them his ways. He said, come. And that's the title of this message today, Come. Our Father is calling us. He is always beckoning us to his presence, to communion, to following him, to listening to him, to being taught by him. And he says, come and follow me. And I know sometimes we feel like we are not qualified or we feel, how could he even call me a sinner? How could he use me? And yet he's using the vessels that he created, not because of our perfection, but because of his, because of the righteousness of Yeshua. He can use us. He can use these pots, these earthen vessels. He can use these flawed vessels and, and use us by his spirit, not by might or power, but by his spirit. So I just give him praise. Hallelujah. We're going to look at the call that was placed on three different people's lives when Yahweh called them. We're going to look at what surrounded that call. We're going to look when he said, come. So we're going to look first at Matthew when he was called by Yeshua. And just the same way he calls us into his kingdom, we're going to look at the first passage and that is found in Mark chapter 2, verse 14. And we're going to go to verse 17. As Yeshua passed by, he saw Levi, Matthew, the son of Alphaeus, sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, follow me as my disciple, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. And he got up and followed him, becoming his disciple, leaving and trusting him and following his example. Hallelujah. When he calls us into his kingdom, when he calls us to follow him as his disciple, to accept him as our master, our teacher, that we would walk in the same path that he walked, that we would speak as he spoke, that we would become more like Yeshua upon this earth, more loving, more kind, laying our hands on the sick that they would recover, becoming more of his character. Follow me, he says. Believe and trust in me. And that's what Matthew did. His name was Levi, which I find interesting that he's called Levi in this passage, but it is speaking of Matthew because Matthew means the gift of Yahweh. And Levi is a tribe of Israel. And the Levites 
Levites were consecrated and set apart to serve in the temple. And they were called to the service of the temple. And they would worship. They would take care of the different articles in the temple. They would minister in the temple. They were Levites and they were called to that ministry. And that is what they did day and night, day and night. Now he's calling this Levi. He's having this transformation to follow him. And he's being called Matthew, gift of Yahweh. So he's being called, come, come. And I just see that prophetically because our God, he takes us to that place of consecration, of holiness, of knowing him, of being with him. And he calls us and he says, come follow me. Come walk as I walked. Come talk as I talk. Come be my disciple. And we step out in faith, believing and trusting in him. And we go where he says, and we follow that call that he says, come. And we step out. But can you imagine that he's calling Levi? This name Levi, which is very interesting because those were consecrated holy ones. And yet this is a tax collector, Levi. This is Matthew. He was a tax collector. He not only was serving the Roman government, the enemies of Israel, but he was hated by his own people for that. He was rejected. And not only that, people of Israel were not to sit with tax collectors. And yet Yeshua chose him a tax collector in Mark chapter 2. And it happened that Yeshua was reclining at the table in Levi's house. And many tax collectors and sinners, including non-observant Jews, were eating with him and his disciples. For there were many of them and they were following him. When the scribes belonging to the sect of the Pharisees saw that Yeshua was eating with the sinners, including non-observant Jews and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? (laughs) When Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are healthy have no need of a physician, but only those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinners who recognize their sin and humbly seek forgiveness. Notice that the Pharisees, the religious of his time, were more sinners than these people, yet they did not see their unrighteousness. They felt very self-righteous. Again, that's a religious spirit that keeps us from really stepping into what God can do. It keeps us from really seeing what he's doing because you can't get past the exterior, the outside, the surface to really see that there's a mighty call upon these people's lives and God is moving and working in them. He's calling those who are humble. He's calling those who need a savior and he's saying, come, follow me. I will transform your life. I will teach you. I will grow you. Step out in faith. So we see this powerful call to come in Matthew's life, and we can relate to that in our own lives, knowing who am I? I might be a sinner. I might have been rejected by the religious. I might have been rejected by man, and yet here, Yeshua, he's calling me to come. He's calling me to go to serve him. Why? Because he's got plans for me. He's got plans for those that he has called, that we would be chosen servants of the the Most High, serving in His kingdom. No matter who you are, there is a call upon your life to come to the Father, to come, to dine, to know Him, to let Him teach you. There 
is a call to come. In Isaiah 45, 2 through 8, we see another call. And this call is to Cyrus. Cyrus was a Persian king. He was not of Israel. He was a Persian serving as the king of a great empire. In fact, he was the king when Judah was in exile in Babylon. And he is the king that Yahweh would raise up and anoint to bring back the exiles, to bring back the remnant. He was that king unsuspecting that God would use. In fact, he used a pagan king to take them out to Babylon to exile them. And he used this pagan king to bring them back because that is who he is. He is a God who can use who he calls and the vessels that he calls. And he is calling Cyrus in this passage. Isaiah 45, 2 through 8, it says, this is what Yahweh says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down the gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And why have I called you for this work? Why did I call you by name? When you did not know me, it is for the sake of Jacob, my servant Israel, my chosen one. I am Yahweh. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. So all the world from the east to the west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, Yahweh, am the one who does these things. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, Yahweh, created them. Oh, what a powerful verse. He's telling Cyrus he's going to level the mountains. He's going to smash down the gates of bronze and cut through iron. He's going to give him treasures from those secret places. He's going to do it so that he would know who he is. He would know the God, the only one true living God. This was a king that had other gods, and yet he called this king into service. He said, come. He said, this is your calling. I'm anointing you to do this. Why? For the sake of my people. And when we are called, we are called into service for the sake of the lost sheep of Israel, of the people who are hurting, lost, and dying. We are called into service to minister the gospel. We might not be perfect. We might not even know God. We might have just began, but he's calling those and anointing them and making their path straight and breaking down mountains. And he's leveling those places. He is breaking down bars. He is breaking down gates, cutting through bars of iron. He's making a way in the wilderness. He is leveling the mountains. He has equipped us for the battle. He called Cyrus. He called Levi. He calls you. He says, come, come, come. I'm calling you. And we know that Cyrus led that remnant back. He paid to rebuild that temple. He brought them out of exile. He provided for them to do what God was calling them to do. And I see that there is a mighty spirit of Cyrus rising up in God's people today that will answer the call and they will assist the exiles, those who have been in Babylon, that those who have been in exile would come back, come back to worship, come back to that place of spiritual reformation, of revival. He is calling Cyrus's to rise up in this hour. Yes, Father. And he called Paul. We all know that Paul was religious. He was the most religious of them all. Persecuted
persecuting, executing, and beating the people, the followers of Yeshua. He thought he was doing God a favor. He thought that he was upholding the righteous law, and yet he was an enemy to God, and he had an encounter with Yeshua. Yeshua said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? And Saul had a religious spirit. The minute that he saw Yeshua, he was blind. Three days later, those scales fell off of his eyes, and he could see clearly that Yeshua was his salvation, not his goodness, not his perfection, not his adherence perfectly to the law and to being upstanding in the sight of man. He knew he had an encounter and he was humbled that he knew he needed a savior to save him from his blindness, from his own pride, and then he became a mighty mouthpiece. He suffered for the gospel, but he was used mightily for the kingdom. And I love this passage here in 1 Corinthians 16, 9 through 11, because it's speaking about this journey that he's about to embark on. First, he's going to be spending some time in Ephesus, and then he's talking. He's telling them, I'm going to come, but I don't want to just come and breeze through town. I want to stop and spend some time with you if it's good with God. But I'm going to tarry here in Ephesus for a while. I'm going to stay here in Ephesus because a very effective door has opened. So he's just talking about his missionary travels. God called him to come. He has followed him and he is on a mission and he is walking as Yeshua walked. He was raised up as a mighty apostle of God because he followed that call. When Yeshua encountered him face to face, he had a call on his life. And that's what he lived. He traveled. He was persecuted. He was in prison. He went through and suffered so much for the gospel. But he's talking in this passage. He says, because a wide door for effective service has opened up to me in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity. And there are many adversaries. He was going to tarry there. He was going to stay there because of this door. Though there was attack, he was going to serve because the door had opened to him and it was an effective door promising for service of the kingdom. When we step out in service for the kingdom, we will suffer adversaries. We will go through things, but we continue to persevere. He goes on, if Timothy comes, see to it you put him at ease so that he has nothing to fear in regard to you. For he is devoted, doing the Lord's work just as I am. So allow no one to treat him with disdain as if he were inconsequential, but send him off cordially and speed him on his way in peace so that he may come to me, for I am expecting him to come along with the other brothers. Hallelujah. So we see that Paul is on a mission. His brother is going to come join him later on in that mission. Don't let anyone talk down about the brothers who are coming to help on the mission. That's what I believe this is speaking right now as we are stepping out on a mission. Me and my family will be going on a missionary short-term journey and we will be stopping in seven states, 13 cities. And we are stepping out. An effective door has opened. The Father says, come, and we are going. We are being called. Amen. 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 So we are very excited about this door that has opened in service of the kingdom and we know the enemy comes to kill, still destroy, to come against that move of God, but we will continue to obey and step out, no matter the consequences, trusting and knowing that he makes the mountains level, that he breaks 
the walls, that he cuts the bars, that he moves for us and prepares the way, for he has equipped us for the battle. The battle is his. So I just take these words into my heart as well, and I'm just so thankful because you might not feel qualified. You might feel like you have been rejected or you have been hated just like Levi was, and still the master says, come. You might be like Cyrus. You might have not even known God. And he says, I'm raising you up and I'm anointing you and calling you for this purpose, for the sake of my people. You might be like Paul. You might have had a religious spirit. You might have come against these kind of moves of God, these revivals of God, thinking that they could not even be God. Then the scales came off your eyes and he begins to use you in different capacities and effective doors have opened to you to go, to go, to come to the Father, to come and be used of his kingdom. An effective door has opened and you might invite other people that will join you and you stand for those people. Don't let anyone look down upon them because of their youth or because of maybe their lack of qualification in their eyes or whatever. God is calling up a mighty end time army for great revival and harvest in these last days. And I just thank him because he's saying, come and we're going and we're coming to the Father that we would be used for his kingdom and glory. Amen? Amen. Thank you all for tuning in. I pray this message has blessed you. And I'm not quite sure exactly how I'll be recording on the road, but I will post a podcast hopefully next week. God willing, pray for me. I appreciate your prayers that you would pray for me and my family as we step out on this mission. And again, if you want a copy of my book, one, two, or three, we have copies. Just email us at taushope at gmail.com, taushope at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in today and Yahweh bless you.